Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Benitez, and I'm here with two special guests, two dear friends of mine. One, uh, Mr. Ethan Wise. Say what's what's up? up, everybody? And then I got Declan McIntyre. Hey, guys. On the turntables, turning labels. I don't know why I got that. <laughs> anyway, today we're, t- we're talking about, uh, I titled this, uh, it's a rhetorical question. What is religion? What is religion? Now, this is super, super important because if you're like me who didn't, who did not grow up in church, you might have this question. Or if you're like uh, Declan who grew up in church, you might, you might even ask the question, what is religion? So we're going to answer a couple questions. And the reason why this is so important, why is this important? Because you, as a Christian, whenever you witness to people, man, I've, I've had this conversation so, so many times with people that I'm talking to an unbeliever, I'm talking to whether it's an atheist, a Catholic, uh, a Muslim, a Mormon, whatever it is, fill in the blanks. I'm talking to someone who doesn't know Christ. And their question is always, well, what's the difference between you and blank, you and Islam? you and Mormonism. And you have to understand this, that maybe because I got saved and I was like a crazy sinner, but you have to understand that they categorize, like someone, when you're witnessing to someone, they categorize at, like Christianity, they categorize it with every other religion. So when you say Christianity, like literally I had people, man, Ethan, I, I used to work with in, in the financial industry in, in downtown for a little bit. And this guy was Catholic and I spoke with him, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm Christian. And then he's like, oh, yeah, me too. And then he's, and, But then he's Catholic. So what I'm saying is that people don't, don't know the difference. Yeah. So it's important for us to understand what is religion. Because when you're witnessing the people, it is only by the grace of God and the love of God. The Bible says it is the goodness and the mercy of God that brings one onto repentance. So in understanding what religion is, you'll begin to understand what Christianity is also. Because Christianity, I always say that it's, this is not a, a religion. This is a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is a new birth. It is you encountering the love of God, the mercy of God. It is a transformation. It is you, the Bible says, taking out the stony heart and giving you a new heart of flesh. But what I've come to understand is that, for instance, it, when we talk about, when we say the word religion, automatically we think about Let's say someone who's dressed in an all-black robe with a backwards collar. Oh, he's religious. Or we think about someone who uh, doesn't wear makeup. Oh, she's religious. Or we think about someone who, like the Amish, you know, I don't go on my on my TV or whatever or, or do any electronics. Oh, he's religious. But in reality, you have to understand that religion is not what you wear or what you don't wear. Religion is not what you, your, your preferences, your life. Religion, religion is not external. In, in fact, and we'll get into a different points that we have, is religion is of the heart. It is you understanding. So, so what is religion? Religion is you trying to get to God, and there is a work to, from you to get to God. There is a, a stumbling block. There is a, a roadblock, I should say, that you have to do in order to please God, that you have to do in order to get favored by God, that you have to do in order to get blessed by God. You have to do this to appease the wrath of God. You have to do this to get blessed by God. You have to do this to get favored by God. If you don't do this, if you don't do this, then you're cursed by God. So there's always there's always something that I need to do for God. So we're going to get into it. Uh, and that was just the intro. So what is religion? Ethan, I, I sent you the, 
I think the five different points that, that we want to tackle, let's stick with the, uh, let's just go over it. Um, let's go over the first uh, couple points. Yeah, so first one uh, about what is religion. Uh, religion, for first off, uh, is based in works. What does that mean? Like we were talking about, uh, it's not uh, man getting to, or religion is man getting to God. Right. Um, but the problem with that is, according to Rom- Romans chapter 4, it says that your works actually become a greater debt that you owe to God. That's that by true. trying to earn anything in the kingdom of God, you actually separate yourself farther from God. Um, and it, and it's and it's honestly just, it's false humility. Uh, people, I heard a quote from a man of God. Uh, it says, if you don't believe that you're fully forgiven by the blood of Jesus, that your sins are completely paid for, what you will do is you'll actually end up uh, self-atoning. What does that mean? You're, you'll try to make the atonement that was already uh, fulfilled in Christ. You'll actually try to do that in your flesh. So you'll self-atone. Then you will self-sacrifice, meaning like you will you start to treat your body or try to like do negative things, trying to cancel out. Um, some of the things that you've done in your past, you'll kind, you'll like, you'll steal uh, part of your future from you, and you will delay God's blessing through false humility. Um, and you see this in Luke chapter five, uh, when Peter was pulling in the fish. Uh, Jesus said, "Just cast your net on the other side of the boat." Then when he did that, he pulls in the this net full of fish. It was ripping, and then right right when he pulls it in. It says that he got he like bowed down before Jesus and he says depart from me. Um, he goes because I am a sinner. And what he's doing is be, like he has this guilt and this shame, this condemnation in his spirit, and he's actually rejecting grace. He's rejecting what Christ like just did for, or had already done for him, which is that's what religion does. Religion is a rejection of grace, trying to self atone, trying to self sacrifice. And when you try to do those things, you're actually um, getting a greater debt or you're making a greater debt that you you already owe God. And what that does is it actually just produces um, like a, it just delays the blessing Amen. that God has for you. All the blessings, prosperity, healing and even salvation. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. And here's a good example. Just like so. So to tie it into the listener, like, for example, when we talk about works. So number one, religion is, 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 if you're taking notes, number one, what is religion? Religion is steeped in works. Now, there's a difference between works of the law and works of faith. You have to understand that. Works of the law was what Ethan was talking about. It is you rejecting the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God because, because quote-unquote, false humility, and I need to do this in order for God to accept me. I need to do this in order for God to bless me. I need to fast twice a week in order for the anointing of God to work in my life. Think about that. So number one, religion is steeped in works. Is is I am not worthy of the, is you literally rejecting, the, like Ethan was talking about, the grace of God. And you have to understand that Jesus Christ, the Bible says John chapter 1 was full of grace. The law came by Moses, but, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth, grace upon grace. So when you talk about Jesus Christ, when you talk about grace, they're interchangeable. Grace is is found in a person, is found in Jesus Christ. So when you truly reject grace of the, the grace of God, you reject 
Jesus Christ himself. So it is, I need to fast one, I need to fast two times a, a, a week to do this. Or I need to fast because these souls need to get saved. Think about that. Because as an evangelist, bro, I used to get caught up on that. I used to, I used to be like, all right, I need to fast. And if I don't fast, these souls are not going to get saved. And when you think about it, the heart intention is there. But you're actually rejecting because it, it is not my own flesh that gets the soul saved. It is the grace of God and the goodness of God that gets those people saved. So instead of leaning on the grace of God, what am I doing? I'm leaning on the works of my flesh. It's pride. It's, it's, it's pride. It is, it is my, my fasting is going to produce my ministry. My fasting is going to produce a massive crusade. You know, A, B, whatever, fill in the blanks. Because I do this, God is going to do that. But in reality, you have to understand that God has already blessed you. God, by the great, by God, by Jesus, by sending his son, Jesus Christ has already blessed you. He's, he's already given the financial blessing upon your life. He's already given you the anointing to get the job done. You already have the grace of God, the hand of God, the favor of God on your life. In fact, Ephesians chapter one says that you have been blessed with all, not some, not partial, not, not us, just regular. And then your ministry uh, blessings need to come by fasting and prayer and by knowing this person and that person no all spiritual blessings have been given to you already it's past tense so when you understand that and it literally bro i've i've i literally come to know this it takes humility to receive it it takes humility to be able to freely receive so number one what is religion religion is steeped in works now i said there's a difference between the works of the law there's a difference between the works of the law and the works of faith Work, works of faith is I'm going to do this not to get to not to have God move on my behalf, not to provoke the, the favor of God. No, I'm doing this out of love by faith because I'm already blessed. Works of the law is I'm doing this in order for God to bless me. I'm doing this in order to get anointed. But in reality, the Bible says you have, anoint, you have an unction from the Holy One. So the work of faith. The Bible says in, in, uh, in the uh, epistle of Thessalonica that I remember your work of faith and your labor of love. There is, a, there is such a thing as a work of faith and labor of love versus the work of the law. The work of the law is I do this and God does this for me. If I don't do this, God is not going to do that for me. Work of faith is I do this because I love God because I am already blessed. And, I, and it doesn't matter what I do. He, he, he's already chosen to bless me. He's already chosen me to do this work of the ministry. I simply, faith is my positive response to the blessing of God that is already on my life. That's number one. Uh, Declan, num take number two. What's, what, what is religion? Number two, religion is based in fear. Religion is based in fear. So t tell me about that. So fear of if I don't do this, God is going to... To curse me. If I don't sow, if I don't tithe, then the curse of God comes upon my life. If I don't do so, so when you talk about religion, there, it's like there's this heavy like fear in it. Because because I we talked about it even on one on one where you where if, if you did it, if you if you just perchance forgot to fast or forgot to read my, my Bible, oh man, then there's this like fear upon it. And it it's it's uh it's bondage is really what it is. Like um, it says in Matthew 11, 
verse 28 in the Amplified. Uh, Jesus talking, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provided no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. So that's good. That that's what religion will do. It'll it'll keep you in bondage. It'll keep you in fear. Like people will teach that if you don't tithe, you get a curse. But what does the Bible say in the New Testament? It says God loves a cheerful giver, and that you're not supposed to give out of um, fear. Fear. You know? So if you feel pressured or you're you feel fearful to tithe or give, then you shouldn't you shouldn't tithe. Because I used to give where. I'm not trying to like boast, but like I would give all my money on the account that I felt Wow, is that guilty. pride? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I felt guilty if I had money that if I go, if yeah. I didn't give it all, like I like essentially that I wasn't supposed to have this. Wow. Like that's fear, yeah. And then it's like no surprise now to me why I never saw a return in the summer. I thought that to be righteous, I had to work to do to become righteous. But then I saw in the in the word that I've already been made righteous, that I'm the very righteousness of God in Christ. As soon as I get saved, I'm righteous. I'm yeah. the very righteousness of God. That I don't have that I don't have to do anything to obtain that righteousness. It is righteousness that has already been poured out in me. That's good. And so to go back to the fasting and prayer, I thought that I had to like even then, I thought I had to like to be used of by God. I thought I had to fast. I thought I had to pray mm. for God to do anoint or for God to do like healings and miracles and baptize in the holy baptize people in the Holy Ghost through me. That's what I thought. But one time I did a Bible study. I didn't, I forgot to fast and pray that morning. Right. I taught on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and she, the lady that was there, she one of the ladies that was there, she got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Granted, there was only one, but. I mean, it was my first time. It's 100% return. Um, yeah, 100% return. <laughs> so the result was there. Like, it, it, that shows that it's not, it is not you that's doing it. It's the, it's the anointing, that unction of the Holy One that is in you that is doing it. That it's not based on your works. It is based on what God has given to you. God says, lay your hands on the, lay your hands on the sick. It didn't say, you know. You have to fast and pray and then lay your hands on the sick. It just He just says, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. There was no causative tense other than being baptized in the Holy Ghost. But that's about it. It doesn't say anything about fasting and praying. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then, I mean, honestly, so when we talk about religion, we talk about, number one, that it's, it, it's rooted in works. Number two, it's rooted in fear. Number three, it's rooted in control. Th these are all kind of intertwined when you think about it. Because when you're in fear, you're actually in control. Because the Bible says fear has torment. And when you're in fear, in order to quench that fear, you you have to do something to quench it. So it's there are literally like ingrained. So when we talk about religion, we're talking about it, it, it has fear to it. Perfect love casts out all fear. If you have fear because you don't understand the perfect love of God, fear has torment. Fear puts you in bondage. Fear is what the enemy and what religion uses to control you. So they're all intertwined. I would say like one thing, uh, like religion produces this cycle, uh, like cycle from like fear to works. And then you That's fear true. you're not doing enough works. And then yeah. so you do more works, but it's like, like I was saying, it becomes a greater debt. And then another trap that like um, religion will do, it is it, it will make you appear uh, clean on the outside. 
uh, but on the inside, which is where God looks, um, like you find yourself in trouble. And like man will judge based on the outward appearance. So people around you, like your peers, uh, even mentors, stuff like like people like that, spiritual fathers, could look at you and think like everything you're doing is great. And then, but God's looking at your heart the whole time. Um, and just like with uh, the Pharisees, Jesus was telling them in Matthew 23, like. Even so, you, you outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And if you take that word hypocrisy back to the Greek, what it actually translate to, translates to is just a masked person, like somebody that would perform for theater. They would put a mask on. Wow. Like that's what hypocrisy is. Like you have this mask on and like you're doing all of these things. The problem is um, like those those works are filthy rags to god all of your righteousness is like a filthy rag it's like poop to the lord and that's not gonna get you saved that's not gonna do anything for you except like get you to boast in yourself and then when judgment day comes like you're gonna have a really upset judgment day and that's good that's good because you know you know what religion will do and this is something important because you have to understand that when we talk about religion, the reason why we're talking about it is because we were all steeped into it. I, I can give you testimony just like Declan was talking about with the tithe. Bro, that is, that is, that is literally, I've heard so many testimonies. I keep giving. Anthony, I keep giving. I keep giving. I keep giving. But you read in the New Testament, in the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter uh, verse 3, it says that if I give all my goods to the poor, if I even give my body to be burned, but I do not have charity or love, it profits me nothing. Just like Declan was talking about, that God loves a cheerful giver. So if, if, if you don't understand that, and if, if you do these things out of fear, if you, these th if you do these things because you think that God is not going to bless you unless you do it, God's not going to use you it, because you're unclean. But in the reality is the, the flesh is still in the process of getting renewed. The flesh, the flesh is in the process of getting disciplined, getting renewed. So when you have that mindset, of working, of trying to of trying to appease God, trying to please uh, angry God, trying to if I don't do this, then God's gonna uh, God's gonna his punishment, his his curse is gonna come come upon me. Then, bro, you are going just like Ethan said, you're gonna be going in this circle over and over and over, and it and it goes from fear to works to control, and then it's not good enough. Then you come under guilt, then you come under condemnation, and it goes round and round, and the and and the merry-go-round goes round and round. And and round but jesus christ did not come to offer us a religion he came to offer us a, re a relationship a revolution in fact he took an entire chapter matthew 23 to rebuke the pharisees just like he was talking about it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because on one spectrum you can be wearing a robe and oh that's religious on the other spectrum you can be wearing skinny jeans but you're still preaching law so so religion is not of the outside it is is what are you saying are you preaching you must do something in order to appease god it doesn't matter if you wear a, a long black robe or if you're wearing just the casual uh, jeans with flip-flops what comes what is coming out of your heart are you are you guiding people into works are you guiding people into torment are you guiding people into fear if you are then you're in you're in religion pharisees in the bible just so happen to be a perfect example of religious people and an example of that is in john 9 i'm going to start with verse 6 in the new king james it says when he had said these things he, he was healing a blind man who was blind from birth 
Verse 6, when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made, made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. Verse 13, They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees who asked him again how he had received his sight, he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Mm. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him. He will speak for himself. And this is the part that the, the religious controlling that was apparent now and back in the Bible. Verse 22. His parents said this, these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed that he was Christ or, or like, and the miracles that he did, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask, ask him. So they controlled people to the point where they were thrown out of, the synagogue, out of a synagogue to, where they would hear the word of God to, because of a miracle that Jesus did. They were thrown out. So a great fear, and that fear controlled them. Yeah, fear, fear, fear not only has torment, but fear is a weapon that not only does the devil use to control you, but religion uses to control you. So, and I, I wanna, I wanna wrap this up with this. So why is this important? Because for a couple, for a number of reasons. One, we open this up with saying when you witness to people, first of all, you yourself, you cannot give what you do not have understanding of. So when you, when you meet with someone who is a sinner on the streets and the enemy has lied to them and the church has, an, the, has only fed into the, his lies, when you meet with a sinner and they say, and you talk to them, oh, I'm a Christian, or do you know Jesus Christ? Automatically, they, they plug in religion. So you have to, the Bible says, be, we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices. So you as a Christian, whoever's listening, you as a Christian, you need to know the difference between religion and Christianity because you need to know how to combat that lie. It is by the truth of God that you will destroy that lie because I'm telling you, sinners, uh, people who haven't received Jesus Christ, they have bought the lie that Jesus is just another religion. So you need to know what religion is. Re religion is not simply someone who is burning a candle onto St. Mary or, or whoever it is. Religion is any, any, anything that puts a, a roadblock between you and God. I need to do this to be blessed. 
I need to do this to be favored. I need to do this or else the curse of God is going to come upon my finances. No, that is the opposite of grace. And Jesus Christ, Bible says, was full of grace and mercy and truth and love. Um, yeah, one question, like, really, that could just be, you could just ask yourself, like, how do you know whether you're stuck in religion or That's whether good. you're really full, like, fully um, convinced or fully convicted on grace, on the grace of God? One thing, like, look and analyze how you treat sinners. Because if you are if you are working um, to earn something, you will always look at yourself as better than somebody else. And you'll wow. say, well, like, well, they're just heathens. They're just this or that. They're just sinners. You know, you'll like start to make fun of them, but you, and you will not, you'll have no heart cry for them. And if that's you, like there's some serious analyzing that you need to do in your life. And like, you should ask yourself whether you're truly resting in the work of Christ or in your own works. Because if you're resting in the work of Christ, like you'll understand if you miss one thing, James, in the book of James, it says, if you miss one part, the tiniest part of the law you have missed the entire law so even if if i was a a glutton if i overate one time that's that's sin you know and like you have no more like no right to condemn somebody that's in adultery if you're in in gluttony because in like whether it's a big miss or a small miss in the eyes of man to god it literally says you have missed the entire law therefore you are in need of grace and like you, if you are looking at sinners in a, a way that's different than Jesus, Jesus never in the, in the Bible rebuked a sin unless it was unbelief. The only sin that he rebuked was the sin of unbelief. With the woman caught in adultery, he, what did he said? He spun it around on the religious people. Okay. If you are without sin, you have the right to throw the first stone. What And what, what happened? They all became convicted by their conscience. And one thing you can notice, Jesus didn't judge them. He actually says later in the chapter, I have judged no man. Those people who are religious judged themselves based off of their conscience. And then they were all guilty, so they went home. But what happened? The woman caught in adultery still stayed there in the presence of God. Why? Because he, he had... Had not condemned her and when you have the revelation that there is no condemnation when now today in your spirit for those who are in christ jesus if there is no condemnation then that will connect you and bridge you into unity and perfect relationship with god but if there's condemnation and then there's guilt there's you're you're, you're always going to have a separation and you're going to have judgment for other people but it is impossible to walk in love and to walk in um grace knowing that everything that your entire salvation rests on the finished work of the cross not on anything at all that you've done or think you haven't done then you, like there's there's no room for judgment when you're walking in, in grace and love that's good that's good what you just said that's in james chapter 2 verse 10 it says if you break if, if you keep the whole law but break but offend in one point then you are guilty as if you broke the entire law Think about that. And the law is even more than just 10 commandments. The law has over a thousand commandments, even to a point if you're left-handed, you're actually condemned in, in the Mosaic law. But the Bible says, for you are not under the law, but under the under grace. So one, you need to understand, just like Ethan was saying, if you are in religion, this, this is like a good... Um, not even for condemnation, but for rather for evaluation. Evaluate yourself. Because if you, just like all of us, I used to be steeped in works. Declan and Ethan, we used to, we used to rely 
on our works to produce in our lives. But when you understand that there is a rest, the Bible says there is a rest for the people of God, it will take that condemnation. It will take away the guilt. It will take away every single fear. And I'm telling you, there is such a thing as, the, as a, a life full of abundance, of, of grace, of rest that God has already given to you that all you have to do is believe. Believe in what? Believe in the grace of God, not in your works. Not, not in fasting. Believe in the grace of God and you will find rest for your soul. Just like Declan was quoting earlier. Yeah, Everything goes back to like in the kingdom of God, nothing is received by behaving, but everything is received by believing. That's, that's really good. In fact, Andrew Walmack says everything of God must be received by grace. You can't. And this is why a lot of people, uh, whether it's tithing and not receiving anything, Everything you, you, why? Because no one, because God will not share his glory with anyone. So if you think I'm sowing and my prosperity is because I do this, you're taking the glory away. But anything in the kingdom of God, everything and anything in the kingdom of God must be received by grace. You receive mm -hmm. everything. You receive your inheritance by grace. Colossians says, as you have received the, so uh, as you have received Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk ye in him. Meaning that when you, that, the same exact way that you receive Jesus Christ. How did you receive him? By grace through faith. That is how you're supposed to walk in him. You're, you're supposed to walk the entirety of your Christian life by grace through faith. Faith in his grace. Before we close out, any last remarks, Mr. Uh, McIntyre? Therefore, if it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So it is, it is a faith that it might be by grace. It's all by grace. By grace. So take, take this as an as a inventory check, not to, con, not, not to condemnation, but hey, if, I, if anything that we said, like if it hits you, like I said, if the, shoe fit, if, the, if the shoe fits, wear it. If it hits you, if the Lord is telling you, hey, there's a better way than works. There's a better way than being steeped in religion and control. If you felt any type of conviction, not condemnation, but conviction from what we've been talking about. Hey, that sounds like me. Then, hey, you're, you're relying on your own works. You're not relying and resting, truly resting in the grace of God. Ethan, any last remarks? Uh, yeah, in the parable with the prodigal son, you know, there's a lot of attention focused on the son that squandered everything. Um, but I think a lot That's of a people one. forget about the second prodigal son, the older son. Um, and what actually, if you think about it, the older son who was stooped and in, in like stumped in religion trying to earn the father's blessing actually took it actually took longer for him to get saved than the the, the wow. son that got that squandered everything because he was stuck in pride and he was stuck in depression um and because of those like what he kept doing was trying to work 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 and then like trying to earn it um, and he, he got fed up even like, and that's what I was saying earlier about how you treat sinners. It's like, like when you get fed up about, um, oh, wow. like right. when, when the grace of God covers the sin 
and um, yeah, just he like he, yeah, he yeah, says he, he, he was mad. He goes, this whole freaking time yeah, he I've mad. been here working for you faithfully. I've done this, 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 and this. Yeah, you haven't even killed. Uh, like you haven't done anything for me. But this son who completely disrespected you, which back in those days when the prodigal son asked for the, like all of his inheritance, what he was basically telling his father was, I want nothing to do with you. I wish you were dead because they didn't get the blessing until the death of the father. So he was literally telling his father i wish you were dead and i just want your money and so the father gave it to him and so this son was like this the my brother did that to you and this whole time i've been faithful to you yet what is the father's response to him was son you don't realize this whole time everything i have was yours everything that's crazy and religion will help like you will miss everything god has for your life every blessing god has for you healing you'll miss healing you'll miss prosperity and you'll miss walking in the fullness of your identity if you get caught up in religion and you don't access it everything god has for you by grace that's that is such a good bro when you showed me that i didn't even read it but you showed me that the parable of the prodigal son bro that because you have to and, and then we'll close out right now like that is so key because the one son he says i did this i did this it, what, what what was it i did this i fasted twice a week i tied every single every single thing to the penny i, I did this i didn't, I didn't yeah. sin i didn't do that and yet he had everything available to him he didn't receive his inheritance think about that why are we why are we talking about this because i want you to walk into the full inheritance that god has given you as a christian you only receive your full inheritance by grace this is why it's important it's important for you to understand if i am steeped in works i cannot receive my full inheritance that the the uh the particle son one was steeped in i do this i did this i did this i did this and i didn't receive anything another one he squandered it came back received it by grace and and the other one and the and the other son was mad. And another thing, like people think that if you have uh, if you have miraculous works, that it's evidence that you're not caught up in religion. Um, but Jesus, uh, in the go the Gospel of Matthew, which it was written to those who are in religion in the law, like Matthew was written to those to Jews who were under the law. And like in Matthew 7, 21, he says that on that day, on judgment day, many people will come to me and they will say, Lord, Lord, um, what is it? Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders or marvelous works, depending on which translation you have. But all of those were done in your name. He says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Is he saying you who practice sin? Or is he saying you who, who came to me trying to earn it, but by trying to earn it, you have already disqualified yourself from the blessing. Bro, this is such a good topic that we'll probably like. Well, this is like an introduction. <laughs> this, this, no, <laughs> this could go on forever, honestly. That, no, this is like an introduction because, bro, there's there's so many scriptures, and we we literally like we we rattled off and we reference a lot of scriptures. Declan read a whole book. Holy <laughs> <laughs> <Totally> like that. <laughs> Wow, but right. like, <laughs> but even like, like th this. What I'm, what I'm gonna do is, we're gonna take this into like a series, because there we're gonna go, we're gonna take it in the scriptures, because the parable of the prodigal son, Galatians talks about works. Uh, what you just talked about, uh, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out devils in your name? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. 
all these things we can literally focus on on one parable one story and break it down and show you that if you rely on your works you have the Bible says you have fallen from grace and yeah. newsflash you can only receive your full inheritance by grace it is by grace so yeah let's let's take this into a series because this is this will be like the, the <laughs> intro because there, there there was so much there's some we'll talk about different ways but it's important it's important you in order for you to walk in your full inheritance if you're if you feel stuck if you feel frustrated if you feel like I, I'm supposed to feel like feel more fulfilled if you feel any of these things the chances are and you're safe the chances are you might be stuck in works you might be stuck in religion so we're gonna we're gonna continue on with this in, in a couple more other episodes and uh, really, really hammer this down because it's important because this will free you. And when you are free and you understand the grace of God, that is when you see the prosperity, the blessing that what that you're trying to get. No, that has already been given to you. But God has just been waiting for you to humble yourself and receive it. How? By works? No, but by grace. Any last words? No, no you're good. All right. So before we head out, I want to give you guys an opportunity to sow a seed. Um, in Galatians, I love this one. This, I use this a lot for for um, for giving an offering, like quick chat. In Galatians, it says, "He who sows, basically, this is like the Anthony paraphrase. If if I sow into you spiritual things, if I sow into you spiritual meat, it is only right for me to sow carnal or material things. You don't go. I love how Walmart says it. You don't go to Wendy's, get a, a get a, a juicy burger, and then go and pay." Burger King or whatever other other fast food restaurant where you're being fed is where you should we sh you should sow you should tie your finances in where you're being fed where you're receiving light where you're receiving revelation where you receive uh literally freedom or liberty from bondage where you are being fed that is where your that is where where your heart should be and when you do that when you sow out of love and and a, a heart of gratitude it's not that you're sowing to get God to bless you you're already blessed but there are spiritual laws that you must cooperate with when you sow out of love and gratitude the Bible says he who gives cheerfully that is when just by just like we're talking about by grace when you tap into the true prosperity of God you're not giving so God can the blessing of God can come upon your life you're already blessed but but just like the law of gravity we have electricity here but if you don't know how to work it you're going to live in darkness the same exact way you're already blessed tap into that prosperity uh, anointing that you already have so out of love, so out of gratitude, and you'll see it. You'll see it manifest. The blessing that's already in your spirit will manifest in the physical. So all the ways to give will be in the link, the description uh, below. Click on that. Go to the website. Click on give. And then the last thing, I want you to sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter is important because we're going to be doing a bunch of events. We're going to be having healing school, a bunch of crusades coming up in Los Angeles that you can participate in. The, uh, we're going to be having uh, video teachings. There's so much going on, uh, video devotionals, email devotionals, whatever it is. There, there's going to be a lot going on, and I want you to stay plugged in. We're not going to shoot you junk into your email, but rather, instead of junk, you'll get resources, resources with spiritual meat. And when you receive light, that is when you find the true liberty and power that God has already placed in your spirit. So, um, so check, stay tuned because this series is gonna be is gonna be amazing. So we'll continue to do that. Um, any any last words? Yeah, um, you're not sowing to to earn salvation. We're not Catholic here. Uh, what? So. <laughs> what you, you can't say that. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, that's that's what I got. That's a good disclaimer. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna put that on the website. You're not sowing. 
to get salvation. Yeah. You're so, if, if you're saved, you, you, you have the, that's what I'm saying. You have the blessing of God. He has already commanded the blessing of God. But there are spiritual laws. Cooperate with them. Receive it by grace and you'll see it manifest. So we love you guys. Stay tuned. We'll continue this series on in the next episode. Peace.